Folks, what's going on? Armin Hammer here. Today we're going to be talking about how to identify your weaknesses so that you can focus on them in your training and maybe, just maybe, move that fitness up a notch. Let's get to it. Obviously, there is a lot happening inside of our workouts, whether it's the just gigantic number of movements that you could be doing at any given time or the exponentially more gigantic number of combinations of those movements that you could be doing at any given time or the different time domains those movements might be showing up in, there's clearly many, many things going on. But how exactly do you know what it is that's holding you back from the performance that you want or think that you should be able to put out? And in my opinion, there's really four main weaknesses that you're gonna need to identify to work on. It's gonna be strength, muscle endurance, cardio, or technique slash positioning. Let's talk about each of those. Of those four characteristics, the most obvious one is strength. And it, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that it's this obvious, but it's the one that's like most often in our face. It's most often seen as the barrier for entry because you just look at a workout that has a prescribed weight on it and if you can't move the bar, then you just don't have the strength to do it. Or if you don't have the ability to do like a very advanced gymnastics movement, a legless rope climb, a strict handstand push-up, uh, you just don't have the strength to do it. It just, it is obviously not there and therefore you spend your time working on it. But that doesn't mean that of these four characteristics, strength is the most important because the other three are just as important and show up very, very often. The next most obvious one is probably technique or positioning. And when I think of technique or positioning, I think of something very, very challenging for most people who've never interacted with it, which is the snatch. The snatch is an obviously challenging movement for your coordination and your strength and your balance and your flexibility and your positioning because it requires you to have decent mobility in your shoulders as well as an understanding of your body mechanics as well as an understanding of timing and rhythm. And so all these things come together to make the concerto that is a snatch and honestly that's pretty tough. So obviously the technique aspect of it can be a little bit more clear in some movements, a la the snatch, versus other movements, maybe more simple-seeming movements like a push-up or a wall ball. And the other two remaining characteristics, when we look at cardio and muscle endurance, these are sometimes a little challenging to parse apart. It can be a little bit of a challenge to understand where is it that my cardio is failing me versus where is it that my muscle endurance is failing me. And the way that I would define those two things is cardio is your ability to keep a high power output without your, your sort of heart rate and breathing going through the roof and be able to continue to work through whatever it is that the workout is feeding you, no matter how long it is or how many reps it is or whatever, you're just cruising through it. You're just chugging right along, chomp, chomp, chomp in. Think like Pac-Man, just nothing ever slows Pac-Man down. He just keeps going, chomping those little bits and killing ghosts, I guess, I have no idea. The muscle endurance side of it is 
Can you repeat the same movement over and over and over and over again without exhausting your ability to do that movement? So think like push-ups, classic muscle endurance thing. Most people can do a couple of push-ups, but it becomes incredibly challenging when you tell them to do 100 push-ups in the middle of a workout. So the fact that it just sort of like peters off and falls apart at some point and you just have to do singles, that's a muscle endurance issue. But now that we have a general idea of what each of these four characteristics and each of these four general, you know, very common weaknesses look like, how do you actually figure out which one is your problem? To figure this out, we're gonna take a look at some classic CrossFit workouts and how these various weaknesses might present themselves in those workouts. Of course, before we get into it, there is literally an infinite number of examples that I could use. It's incredibly unlikely that one of the few examples that I'm gonna be using right now is going to specifically be the thing that you are working on or the exact way that you need to figure out what this weakness looks like for you. However, the lessons are going to be applicable to any sort of capacity or any sort of ability here because we're gonna take a look at how you're going to interpret your experience during a workout or your score during a workout or the individual portions of a workout so that you can understand what it is you need to actually work on. The first workout that we're gonna take a look at here is Isabel. Isabel is 30 snatches per time, 135 generally on the men's side, 95 on the women's side. And that is a great way of looking at like, do you meet the barrier for entry for strength right off the bat? If you're like me, and when I first started, the idea of doing 135 pound snatch was, you, know, you may as well have asked me to just like jump from here to the moon, it just wasn't going to happen. Then clearly it's a strength issue and you have to work on your strength. Luckily with the snatch and weightlifting in general, you work on your strength and your technique and your explosiveness and all at once, it just kind of happens. But let's say, for example, you're like way on the other side of the spectrum. Let's say you're like a world champion, super heavyweight powerlifter. You basically never do any more reps than like eight on your accessory work and you don't ever snatch. So you're pretty much exceptional good at squats and bench and deadlift. But, you know, 135 pounds is like a joking weight for you. You just don't ever do this thing. So you're like, 30 snatches, what, how hard could that be? Put, put your hands on the bar, you just rip a couple of reps, and your heart feels like it's going to explode after like four reps because you're just going so fast. And that is an example of cardio. If you're in the middle and you're like just a regular CrossFitter, chances are eh, 135 pound snatch, yeah, you could probably get away with doing sets of three or six or whatever and then work out like that. And the real repeatability of doing those sets of three or five or six or 10, that repeatability is your muscle endurance. And you start running into a wall where either it takes significantly longer period of time of rest between sets to get the same set done, or the number of reps per set just plummets. So you go from doing a set of 10 to doing doubles and then you do like three sets of two and suddenly you're just doing singles until like hopefully you hit 30 reps before your body just falls apart. That's a muscle endurance issue. That's also maybe touched by technique, but generally speaking, you're gonna be running into some muscle endurance issues there, right? 
So that is Isabel as an example, but now we're gonna go way into the other side of the extreme. What if we took the weights completely out of it and we looked at a workout that was like the polar opposite of Isabel? If on like one side you have Isabel, which is super fast, exclusively weightlifting, and just very, very much this like sprinty workout, on the opposite side of the spectrum, you would have Murph. Murph is just long and grindy and hundreds of reps, all of it body weight, and none of it really that technical, but there's still a lot that we can learn in Murph. Now, I mentioned like none of it is technical. Obviously, if you cannot do a kipping pull-up, learning how to do kipping pull-ups is going to be a massive boost to your performance in a workout like Murph, because suddenly you're using your entire body to help with your pull-ups as opposed to just doing them strict. And if you can only do a gymnastics kip, learning how to do a butterfly kip would be even more of an addition to your ability to like crush that workout if you really get after it. And so obviously there's some technique there. Also, if like you're doing your push-ups and your hands like here, you could probably fix that and end up in a much stronger position just by stacking your joints a little bit better. But neither here nor there. The beauty of a workout like Murph is that generally speaking, most people who are fitnessing on a regular basis or at the level of CrossFit where they're like, man, how do I identify my weaknesses in order to more specifically attack them? Most people who are at that level, you put a weight vest on them, they can run the mile, they can do some pull-ups, they can do some push-ups, they can do some squats. And the grindiness of the workout is because it's so accessible in its level of required strength, which means that the failure most people run into is either going to be a cardio failure or a muscle endurance failure. And that's the beauty of a workout like Murph. And we're going to look at it in the straight through format, 100, 200, 300, that's 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats. And then we're gonna look at it in my preferred, you know, secret super split it up 50 rounds of two, four, six version because those are extreme opposites on how to do the same amount of work that tell us a little bit different things. So on the extreme end, we have the 100, 200, 300, just straight through. This generally looks something like this. You're proficient at your kipping pull-ups. You put that weight vest on, you're good to go. You come in from the mile, check your heart rate, you're still alive and your heart is not beating at like 195. So you're like, okay, I think I've got this. Let's start chipping away at these movements. Just like I mentioned with Isabel, the same thing ends up happening. Either the time between your sets increases so much because you just can't do the same number of work over and over again, or the number of reps per set dwindles significantly. So let's say you start off doing sets of like 10 on your pull-ups and you're able to like rip out like six or seven sets of 10 and then your last 30 or 40 pull-ups you do in sets of five or sets of four. Okay, that's a little bit of a problem. What happens with your push-ups? Well, we all know what happens with the push-ups when you go 200 straight through. You basically end up doing like 10 sets of five and then singles for the next 18 minutes until you can actually finish 200 push-ups. And that's a perfect example of where muscle endurance completely falls apart. If I ask you to do sets of two push-ups over and over again, like mixed in with other things, you'd be like, okay, fine. If you want me to do push two push-ups here and then like run to the end of the room and back and do another two push-ups, I could do that 
pretty regularly. But if I'm just asking you to do 200 push-ups, you, you can't move anywhere, like lay down on the ground until you finish 200 push-ups, it kind of falls apart because the ability to repeat that movement over and over again is what, is what fails. On the other end is my 50 rounds of 246. This is not a muscle endurance workout. That is a straight cardio workout, and it's, it, it's designed to take away the muscle endurance. I started doing 50 rounds of 246 because I kept getting stuck in the push-ups in Murph, and I thought to myself, how can I make the Murph push-ups as easy as possible? At first, I thought, how about 100 rounds of one, two, three? But the problem with 100 rounds of one, two, three is that you're basically doing an extra burpee every round. So you end up doing the you end up doing 100 burpees on top of all of it because you have to jump up and drop down and do a squat and jump up and drop down and do a squat. It ends up being 100 extra burpees for no reason. It was a little bit more palatable to me to do 50 rounds of two, four, six, and the solution that I came up with was incredibly effective. The fact of the matter is doing two pull-ups, four push-ups, and six squats, not ever in any of those rounds should you be failing or even having any trouble to do any of those reps. The pull-ups, the push-ups, and squats should just breeze right by. And so the cardio aspect of it, of keeping a high power output and not redlining immediately so you have to take a bunch of time catching your breath before you do your next set of squats or the before you do your next set of pull-ups, that is where the failure in your capacity comes in. That's where the solution of, I need to find a way to get around these 200 push-ups, well, it comes with a cost. And the cost is you have to go fast because you're doing so many different rounds and there's so many transitions that it's easy to lose so much time. You just have to go fast. So that is a perfect example with Murph of how the muscle endurance aspect of the 100, 200, 300 version and the trade-off to doing the cardio aspect of the 50 rounds of two, four, and six. In general, the best way to identify what your biggest weakness is and sort of just like, here's the lagging link in my fitness and how I can bring it up, you know, so I can focus on it and train it and bring it up. The best way to identify that weakness is by looking at a large period of workouts so that you can kind of see and feel what is happening among, let's say, a week or two weeks of training. So you can actually look at it and say, you know what, I felt really good in my push-ups in this workout, but I didn't feel good in my push-ups in that workout, and what's the difference here? Why do my push-ups work on this type of thing? Is it the movements they're accompanied with, or is it the this one only had five reps at a time, and this one had 55 reps at a time? Or perhaps you have to look at, okay, well, anytime the workout starts taking more than 15 minutes, I'm just gassed by the 12 minute mark. And that's gonna give you a much better idea. Generally speaking, like one workout isn't going to be able to tell you immediately what's happening. You have to have a really clear understanding of yourself and where you're at so that when you do run into the telltale signs of a weakness rearing its ugly head, you can understand that that's what it is you're looking at. For me personally, and I'll close this out with just like a personal anecdote so you guys can see where I see these weaknesses show up personally. For me personally, I know for a fact there's movements that I have the strength to do, I'm technically proficient at, and 
are just dog shit terrible for me. Like handstand push-ups, I can rip out a handful of handstand push-ups, maybe even like 10 strict handstand push-ups, no problem. You give me enough rest, I could probably do it again. But if you want me to do a workout with like 40 or 50 or 60 handstand push-ups in it, not happening. The in, the endurance, the muscle endurance, the stamina is not there for me. Same thing with something that's very squat intensive. So something that has a lot of, let's say, moderate weight front squats, that's not really a cardio issue for me as much as my quads blow up and I just don't move the weight well after you know a certain number of reps. And so I know that if I'm interested in being way more proficient and way better at like fitness stuff, especially considering how common those two things are, those are the things that I have to work on. Now I've talked about like how to train different things, like I've talked about density training for example, but there's a million different ways that you can approach training weaknesses. The, the real key is understanding how to pick out those weaknesses so that you know that what it is you're working on is actually gonna give you a lot of bang for your buck because you know we don't we're not training 25 hours a week we're training you know a handful of times each week and so whether you need a little bit more focus on your extra work or how you spend the majority of your time training bringing up your weaknesses and working on those flaws in your game quote unquote like it's really important to be able to identify those things so hopefully this has given you a little bit of perspective on that if I'm completely missing like the major key, like major key alert, let me know in the comments. I doubt it. I really don't think so, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm absolutely off my rocker here. Thank you so much, everybody. I'm looking forward to reading your comments and I will see you very, very soon. Take care.